Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, how are you? I hope you're having a little bit easier of a spring than we are here in California. This is a brutal pollen season. (laughs) It is a beautiful shade of yellow everywhere you look um, and everyone is sneezing and having red eyes. So I hope that you're not struggling as much as we are right now. Um, But today we are going to shift our focus a little bit to an important concept that is focused on and taught quite in depth in my synergistic lifestyle program so this is one of the foundational concepts that's taught that's going to help create sustained behavior change and permanent weight loss so today we are going to discuss the difference between self-love and loving yourself. Interestingly, they sound the same, right? But I think that you know what I mean when I say that there's quite a big difference. We've all witnessed those out there who claim to have this great, this wonderful relationships with themselves, but this self-love that they think that they're giving to themselves, it rarely has a beneficial upside in their life. It's almost like this arrogant and defiant pampering of yourself in order to escape the discomforts of life. But alternatively, there is also a self-love that is grounded and confident, one where you understand how to support yourself as you go about the challenges of your day, but you're also willing to hold yourself accountable to the person that you want to be. Self-love versus loving yourself is a topic that's often viewed with very conflicting stances, which I get, it's totally 100% understandable, but today my goal is going to be to help you to see the differences that are sometimes missed and help you to learn how you can begin to, with honesty and self-love, like you know, wink, (laughs) to be able to call yourself out when you're not loving yourself in a beneficial way. So I want to first start with digging into the concept of self-love. So this is a love that is not always comfortable, but despite the discomfort, it's 100% of the time beneficial. Self-love, it's this love that It embraces and it embodies a set of characteristics that includes trust and acceptance and respect, worthiness, kindness. This is the type of love that involves protecting and defending yourself even when you are the one who needs protection from. The physical actions that you might take are going to look the same from an outsider's perspective, but what's going to be starkly different is the energy behind your actions. It's always going to be intentional and methodical. So self-love, 
it may look like courageously making a big goal and then despite the fear being there, you're going to allow it to be there and you're going to continue to actively pursue that goal anyway. But this is where self-love can also be present and you won't be able to see it from that outside perspective. Because when you try to pursue a goal and you end up not accomplishing something that you thought you would, self-love also looks like carefully redirecting your brain or refusing to believe your own brain when it tries to make that missed goal mean something about your worth. Self-love may look as simple as faithfully making a meal plan and a grocery list every single week. Maybe that's what looks like self-love. But then, despite having the meal plan, and you find yourself eating out three days during an especially chaotic week, self-love might also look like intentionally coaching your brain as it tries to compare you to other wives, compare you to other mothers. Self-love, it might look like having an exercise plan. And this exercise plan might look like you committing to 15 minutes of walking every single day, right? It could be something that simple. But on the day where you're only able to put on your shoes and the walk just didn't happen, self-love might instead look like refusing to beat yourself up and choosing to instead put on curiosity and explore, well, what were the circumstances and the thoughts that emotions that caused this exercise minimum baseline to be missed? Self-love might look like weighing yourself every single morning, but then other times self-love, it might look more like you not weighing yourself for over a month. Your actions, they should never be the thing used to measure the degree to which you love yourself. Instead, the energy behind your action is the most valuable thing to notice as you pursue an ability to achieve self-love. So I want you to remember, self-love, it is rooted in the emotions of trust and acceptance, respect, worthiness, and kindness. This is how your actions can look completely opposite from one another, but somehow still be rooted in that same foundation of self-love. Kindness, it might look like you dragging yourself to the gym after a long day's work or dragging yourself to the gym at five in the morning, but kindness might also look like you taking a day off. Respect It might look like you eating on a food protocol, deciding that you are going to follow this food protocol, but it might also look like not talking down to yourself when you don't. Acceptance, it might look like weighing yourself every day and coaching, being diligent, right? To coach yourself through those thoughts that rise to the surface because of that number that you see on the scale. But acceptance might also look like you seeing the scale move in the wrong direction and you decide that this is just what weight loss looks like today. Trust, it might look like planning a food protocol and when you're starving because you didn't plan enough food in your darn food protocol, trust might look like deciding to hold fast, right? 
Hold fast to what you planned and maybe decide that you're going to plan better next time. And finally, self-love. It is, it is a characteristic. It is a skill. It fiercely protects and defends your worthiness from both external and from internal attacks. Self-love, it defends the truth that your worth is simply a fact. It is an absolute, impenetrable, God-given right. And your self-love will diligently and relentlessly protect this truth from any type of outside opinion or protect it from any type of type of internal thoughts. So true self-love, it will never end with a net negative effect on your life. True self-love, it will never jeopardize or put at risk the relationship that you have with yourself. True self-love, it's going to hold you accountable to the person that you want to be while, notice, while equally holding space for the kindness and compassion needed as you trudge through a challenging day. When you find and embrace self-love, I promise you, it is one of the most challenging but beautiful skills that you're ever going to learn. And it's a skill that is focused on and diligently practiced and perfected within my weight loss program. But then there's this flip side, okay? (laughs) There's the other side of the coin, and that is what I want to say is called loving yourself, okay? There's this worldly epidemic of loving yourself, And loving yourself is this stark 180 degree difference from self-love, even though they sound the exact same. So when you find yourself loving yourself instead of self-love, practicing the art of self-love, it instead embraces and embodies the set of characteristics that sound more like pride and ego, narcissism, narcissism and hedonism, greed, self-deception. Loving yourself, it might even have actions that look beneficial and that look protective to your relationship, but the energy behind those actions is laced with loving yourself instead of self-love. Loving yourself It might look like taking a long bath after a hard day's work, right? Looks so good. It looks like you're taking care of yourself. But this bath that you're taking, instead, it's driven by the thought, I deserve this, which creates the energy of pride. A bath from the energy of I deserve this, it could easily last too long, right? You could just dwell in that bath. And then that bath starts to impact other plans that maybe you had for that evening. Or maybe you're trying to use this bath as an external way to make yourself feel better internally. Or you're trying to use this bath to fill a void that was created from a hard day. The bath itself, not the problem, right? But I want you to be on to yourself and really listen to the energy that's driving that action so that you know what it is you're trying to achieve from it. Another example, okay? What if loving yourself, what if it looked like having a meal plan in place 
and then consistently following it. And having that extra piece of cake, despite the meal plan, which might even be driven by the thought, I've been really good today, right? It just looks like I'm taking care of me. I'm recognizing what a great job I've done and I'm giving myself a reward. It can easily be viewed from an outside perspective as, oh, she's just taking care of herself. But if that action is being driven by the thought, I've been really good today, which creates maybe an energy of hedonism, of course the cake is not the problem, right? Because sometimes coming off your protocol and having the damn cake is actually the loving thing to do. But when you come off your protocol for the reason of I've been really good today, does this really sound like love? Or does this instead look like self-indulgence? Another example could look like going to the gym for the seventh day in a row. And this action maybe is driven by the thought, this is me time and I need this, right? How many of you do that? When we think the thought, this is me time, I need this, what's the energy that's being driven? Is there maybe a little pride, a little lace of ego in the mix? Is going to the gym consistently the problem? Absolutely not, right? Especially when maybe this is what you had planned for yourself. But when you're doing this, when you're operating from thoughts like this is me time and I need this, it can sometimes override the thing that might look more like love in that moment. So sometimes going to the gym is great, but when you're going to the gym in an attempt to avoid feeling something negative or in an attempt to feel an internal emotion, to buffer from a long day's work, to try to avoid something that's challenging in your life, whether emotionally or physically, chances are if you're at the gym for those reasons, you're missing the mark. It doesn't look like self-love anymore. Loving yourself can look like the exact same actions as self-love. But the massive difference between the two is the characteristics and the emotions that weave throughout and drive those actions. So I think the real question here is how do you in real time decipher if you're operating from self-love or if you're operating from loving yourself? And what I like to use is a lot of self-questioning. And in addition to the self-questioning is a willingness to be honest with yourself. Honest with yourself while you assess the situation from multiple angles. I will ask myself questions like, does this look like love for those around me? And does this look like love for me at the same time? How would I talk to my best friend as she's going through this situation? What would I say to her? How would I guide my kids through this if they came to me in this same situation? What would that sound like? What would it look like? Is this just me bulldozing my needs as I people please others? Or is this serving myself at the expense of others? Be willing to be on to yourself. Ask yourself these hard questions. Call yourself out and be willing to answer them honestly. 
Because whatever action that you're doing, whatever action you're going to take might be the same action, but we really need to begin to listen to the energy that's behind that action. When I'm at a get together with friends, social drinking, right? And I'm going for that fourth drink. I might ask myself, does this look like love? Knowing that the answer, it truly could be yes or no, right? Maybe I've planned to have five drinks. And maybe that's just my brain trying to be mean to me as I go for my fourth one when I'm actually entitled to five, right? (laughs) So self-love might look totally different. Self-love might look like you calling out your brain and being like, no brain, we decided this is okay, right? Or it might look like you deciding, oh, we've only wanted to have three drinks and now here we are on our fourth. Maybe not having the drink is the kind thing to do. How would I guide my friend in this situation? Would I want to take that day off of exercise? Would I want to say to myself, what's going on? Are we doing okay? Like have that willingness to check in with yourself, to ask yourself what's going on, to ask yourself, are we doing okay? Check in and see if you like the reasons for having that drink or for not going to the gym that day. Maybe if your reasons sound like, are we injured? Are we already on day five and our body is just kind of done? Or if maybe as you kind of drum up these reasons, they sound more like repeating situations and more like excuses than reasons why you can't work out that day. If you don't like your reasons for not exercising, then I challenge you to instead stubbornly dig in and decide, well, if you can't do it right now, when can we fit it in then? If right now is not the possible time, what can we do instead or what can we not do instead to make sure that this takes priority in our life? So self-love, it's going to let you see the need for boundaries with others, but equally self-love It's going to help you to see the need for boundaries that you might need to set for yourself, with yourself, towards yourself, right? But notice though, when you've crossed over the line, right? When you've slid, slid into that realm of loving yourself, it can be really easy to slowly build and develop these unhealthy and toxic relationships as well as generally have this lack of concern for the well-being of others. When loving yourself becomes a priority above everything else, it can lead to selfishness and a disregard for societal norms and expectations. So today, I really want you to reflect. Reflect on your own behaviors towards yourself and towards others. Self-love and loving yourself They are two distinct concepts that are often confused or conflated. Society loves it when we confuse and conflate these, right? While self-love, it's rooted in trust and acceptance, respect, worthiness, and kindness. Loving yourself, it's the polar opposite. It's characterized by pride and ego, narcissism, hedonism, greed, and self-deception. While self-love can lead to improved mental health and better relationships, a greater sense of well-being, 
It can also lead to selfishness and narcissism and a lack of empathy for others when taken to the extreme. Only you can know what energy you're operating from. And I challenge you today to be on to yourself and choose to create the energy that will benefit and serve you moving into your future. All right, that's all I've got for today. Don't forget to head over to yourlivinghealth.com, book your free consult, especially if you are one of the ones out there struggling to build your skill of self-love. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, change is hard and doing it without professional guidance can make it seem impossible. If you're willing to do the work, I can make your path to longevity straight and strategic. Take the first step, head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free consult so we can chat about your unique situation. And please take a second or two and leave me a review. Thank you for your interest in reducing your chronic inflammation and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.